0: I'm Jamie. And I'm Beth.
1: Welcome to Thief Steals the Podcast. Where I steal the podcast. And I steal it back. Welcome back. We're talking about the second season, the first episode, Ooh. the Bean Town bailout job. <laughs> Not about a canned bean factory. I'm
0: pissed off because I want to know how that plot would have gone. I feel robbed. I want to know about the baked bean factory.
1: <laughs> so Beth, what did you think?
0: Okay. I am straight out the gate. Okay. Going to be brutally honest with you. Yeah. I spent the majority of this episode crying laughing Mm -hmm. because it's bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's not good. It's bad in the best way though. (laughs) I had to pause the episode because I was laughing so hard. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like, I, I, I should clarify, there are certain parts that are bad. The whole episode yeah. was not bad, but there were certainly elements where I was like, This is <laughs> terrible. But in an enjoyable way. Mm. In an absolutely enjoyable yeah. way. Um, I do wanna very quickly start though. I forgot, we I haven't watched Leverage for a couple of weeks because we've yeah. been doing other stuff, we've taken a break. Yeah. I forgot how funky the music is in the yeah. show. Like the like I pressed play and I like did the little intro bit and I was like, ooh. Oh, I forgot about the funky music. I was just sitting there vibing watching that whole little intro yeah. with all the miserable office people. That one yeah. dude's fucking slow-mo eye roll fucking face hilarious. Mm. Hilarious. I don't know what was it <laughs> I don't know what the duration was for that, but it was comedy gold. <laughs> but yes, everyone looks fucking miserable in yeah. the office job and I was like, damn. That's
1: depressing. Yeah.
0: That's depressing. It's not ideal.
1: No. Though, while we're talking about the scene, I do want to call out a specific line. Okay. And that's where the guy who's interviewing Nate for the job is like, oh, so you're solving rich people's problems. Yeah. And he's like, no, the opposite.
0: And then he just like looks at him and he's like, what?
1: And he's like, no. Nope, Moving on. like Moving like, <laughs> on. And I'm like, bro, you're not slick. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong though. He's, he's not doing wrong. the opposite of solving people's pro- rich people's problems. And that is causing rich people's problems. Yeah, literally.
0: <laughs> And we love that for them. Yeah. We love that for them. Um, I do want to talk about... And this is something that kept happening through this episode. Mm -hmm. And again, it's been a couple weeks since I've watched Leverage. So I don't know if this is something that has always been this consistent and I just like got used to it and then forgot. Yeah. Or if it's just particularly prevalent in this episode. But the dramatic zooms... Yeah. Dude, there were like 30. I swear to God. Uh It's like one every 10 seconds. Uh Yeah. And the first one... Where there's the bar across the street and it like zooms to Nate's face. Yep.
1: I fucking can't. It's our first ninja, it's our first ninja zoom of the season.
0: It was so and it keeps happening like through
1: the whole episode.
0: And then every fucking I noticed every time they do a zoom like that, there's like a shh noise. What is that? I'm so oh god it was just it's so funny i love i love it as like a genre choice yeah i think it's very fun like as a, it's like because it's a heist show it's yeah. a spy show like and it's it's a genre choice yeah and i do love it but i also think it's really funny it's,
1: like it's here's the thing about leverage like it's not high art Full like it is not high art full stop no but also it understands that about itself and it really leans in to going all out with the like with the zooms and the slow motion and yeah. like the music always mm-hmm. always 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 you've mentioned you mentioned it earlier today like yeah. it's always a vibe like they are never not doing the most and the they're music going department.
0: hard on the genre like, and i appreciate yeah. that like that's and this is the thing like when i'm saying like it's laughable it's just because i'm like it's so like, they've just gone so hard on this show. No TV
1: show has that commitment to genre anymore. It's, like It's just like...
0: <laughs> I actually was watching... My, my roommate, uh, Naomi, sat down and was actually watching yeah. it with me while, um, while she ate her dinner. And she was like, wait, is this what the show is just always like? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is the show. And she was like, I assumed that this was, like, a one-episode kind of, like, bit. She was like, I just assumed that this was, like, a sort of, like, meta-esque episode where they were just going really hard. I was like, no, this is just what the show is like. And she was like, oh.
1: (laughs) Every week is bulls to the ball. Like, they, they do not hold back with their genre trappings, which I, personally, I really love it because, like, you just don't see that sort of, like, commitment to it anymore. And most of the time these days it's like, oh, yeah, well, we we did a bit for one episode and even then we barely held it all the way through a 40-minute episode and now it's just gone. And it's like... I will give Leverage this. It has
0: a different energy yeah. to anything else mm-hmm. I've ever watched before. Yeah. Like, it feels like when I am on a caffeine high, yeah. I'm, like, buzzing... And I just don't stop. Like, it's it. there is no break. Yeah. There is never any lull. And, like, for me personally, this is part of, like, the issue that I take with yeah. leverage. Because I feel like I'm, like, there's no tension. Like, I, I'm not ever waiting for anything to be, like... Like, there's no build-up to a payoff. And yeah. I talked about this a lot. So I'm not going to harp on it now. But... So it is part of, like, where I have taken issue with it. But that's a personal thing. Yeah. Like, I think as a as a creative choice... Just, like, having, like, such a high energy show, like, the whole way through and having it absolutely balls to the walls insane consistently as a creative choice, I think is unique. I've never come across it in this manner before. (laughs) Um, So even though, like, I personally am not, like, "Mm, it's not my favorite, I can absolutely appreciate it for, like, what they're trying to do.
1: I also think the first, like, season and a half, especially, like, um... They do really lean into, like, the... It's a high show. Like, they're leaning really hard into that energy. Mm. And you don't get a lot of the lulls, which they start to really work in later on as they sort of really develop these characters. Okay, cool. You do get... Not, like... It's not gonna, like... Like, it doesn't slow down or anything. But it certainly does, like... They start making decisions in terms of what they keep and what they cut. Of, like, they do start keeping a lot of, like, character heavy dependent moments where it's like you, you know like that moment in the stalk job where the sort of the the pacing is cut because yeah. hardison and parker are having that incredibly important conversation mm-hmm. where parker's like but if we put him in the system they're gonna turn out like me yeah they do like it goes from like one of those moments every like three episodes to like at least one of those moments sort of every episode yeah so you get a little <laughs> bit Except more it. of like yeah.
0: a bit more of a, like not a lull because here's no. the thing about those scenes like they're, I wouldn't describe them as a lull. Mm. They're just a different level of intensity. Like, yeah. they are intense, mm. but in a very different way. Like, yeah. this show is just so intense all the time in, like, the way of, like, I'm on a caffeine high yeah. kind of way. So when you get a break where it's, like, intense, but it's intense because it's, it's it's taking a beat to be emotional. Yeah, It's, like, and to its credit, I do think because it's so intense, crazy all the time, when it does take those beats, you're like, oh... Cause like
1: it's like such almost a smack in the face. It adds to some of the um, reached in and grabbed your heart and yanked it out sort of energy. Because it's yeah, like
0: because you're not it's, you're it's not prepared rich. for
1: it because yeah. you're so used to like. Because that's I think the thing at the end of the day, the reason why it has to be so intense, so balls to the wall, so crazy. The pacing is insane in this show, mm-hmm. is because essentially what they're doing is they're shoving a plot line that they'd normally put like a in a two-hour movie, two hour movie yeah. into 45 minutes. Yeah, So it's like because they're condensing that down so much, it, a lot of what gets cut is like you don't see a lot of the planning processes and also you don't... Um, you don't get sort of like that, you know, like the building, the team and that, that that they do in every yeah like sort of movie, which is normally what provides those sort of character moments. Mm-hmm. And so they shoved all of that in the pilot and they've not really gone back since. Yeah, I was going to say, and even the pilot
0: is like the most bare minimum because yeah. a lot of my problem with the pilot was I don't care about these characters. They told me nothing about yeah. them. Yeah. And <laughs> I know that we're kind of like on a topic of like pacing and like the actual yeah. production quality of the show, but I do while we're kind of on, like, the production topic, want to bring something up. And my note, in all caps, is Jamie, I never want to hear about Supernatural having bad special effects ever again. The car flip. The fucking car flip. What no. I cannot believe I have sat through three seasons of you telling me that Supernatural has the most shocking special effects and you hate them and they're terrible and they're awful. And and I had to watch that with my two. I That's where I stopped the show and I laughed and laughed and then I rewound it and made my roommate come back from the other room to be like,
1: watch this. Okay. <laughs> Here is what I'm gonna say on that. I'm sorry. And the, I will very like...
0: and the zoom and the little
1: Here is what I will say on that car flip. The reason that I am harsh on Supernatural's special effects and production quality is they have special effects that are just as bad as that. Every single goddamn week. This is a special yeah. occasion that they brought out oh. the worst fucking special effects you've ever that's seen on Live
0: the It's The nature of the show. This show doesn't have things that would normally require that level of special effects to put. And my other
1: issue with Supernatural is a lot of their special effects that are bad are special effects that they've managed to work out pretty well for many many years. Like like it's fake fire and stuff is something that's been done. A lot. Like, there is... And even back in 2008, you could do Fake Fire reasonably well for a reasonably small budget. I'd still argue against that purely from the Hunger Games.
0: Because the Hunger Games Fake Fire does not look anywhere more realistic than the Supernatural Fake Fire. And that had
1: much more of a budget and was, like, a
0: decade later.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not just talking about the Fake Fire here. By the way, like, f- Fake Fire is just a stand-in. You know, because supernatural special effects are bad from everything, from, like, the special effects makeup they use, which, again, you can do really good special effects makeup, and that has been done for many, many years. You can look at other historically accurate, like, relevant... Historically
0: accurate? (laughs) I'm talking about 2005.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can look at historically comparable tv shows and movies and find better examples of that being I'm done sure you can at the my, same time uh,
0: my point is this show comparatively with that show you cannot i never want to hear about it being on oh, terrible special effects because this is the worst it was just it's so bad it's it, it's like i don't even <laughs> i'm sorry it literally it literally was like I don't even know how to describe it. If you haven't it's... watched this recently, just please go back to it because it's fucking shocking. And and I understand that, like, to be fair, like, I am saying this fully aware, fully aware that this was a show made in, what, like, 2007 yeah. at this point? And I, I like, I am not criticizing it because at the time, I'm sure that that special effect was, like, relatively, you know... Oh, yeah,
1: I, like, but to I... be clear here, I am not... Like, the special <laughs> effect is shit. My <laughs> point here is that... Leverage has one shit special effect per season, whereas Supernatural has one shit special effect per episode. Again,
0: due to the nature of the fucking show, because they have to have special... Because it's just, it's literally
1: the show is supernatural. Like, they have... The amount of green screen and shit in Leverage that you never notice, though. Oh, like the fucking No, the ph- phenomenal- <laughs> Don't even... That's, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about every single monitor in this show... Is basically green screened it. Oh, yeah. And you never notice any of... Like, they do use special effects every... They use quite a bit of, like, CGI but not and stuff. the same... Not in the same capacity. And, like, in the stalk job, that's all... Like, when she jumps off the balcony, that's all special effects. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Like... <laughs>
0: We have to get off this point because yeah, we're going to do it forever. But my point is that is the worst fucking spectacle. Oh like, yeah, it's now,
1: atrocious. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, absolutely I'm, atrocious. It feels like it ha- is. It's like if you got like a toy car and just like yoinked it. Like literally, it's just like yeah.
0: And fucking Nate is standing there just watching you- it barrel towards him. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And then it goes flying, and then it hits the ground, and there's
1: a title. It's like yeah, but what flame. if it didn't go fly? And I understand the poof is just to signify that the car's about to explode, to it's so it's time to pull it out. fucking funny. The tiny little bit of fire, and it's just hanging out. And then, okay. For me, what's funny about that is not even the fact that it's just this tiny little fire. Because, okay, like, a tiny little bit of fire in a car crash is bad, because there is a shit ton of petrol yes, in the obviously. car that can go up. My thing is the way that it just goes poof. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you know I, I have no issue with the amount of fire. My <laughs> issue is just the way it, like, starts. It's I like... And then...
0: Okay, I have a genuine question about yep, okay. this, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, why is no one else helping? Like, Nate is, like, running over to, like, do the thing. And, like, whatever. Like, sure. Like, you see a horrible accident happen, you go help. That's just yeah. the thing. And I'm like, this cannot be, like, the bystander effect. Yeah. This is not, like, you know, everyone being, like, well, I have a reduced, like, you know, level of d- responsibility help because, there's- because there's so many people. Yeah. Because someone is already helping. And once someone else is helping, like, you can point is i, think I don't it's understand just... why he is the only person helping and also no one is at least like calling an ambulance yeah like no one is like calling any kind of like emergency services and like usually if you're gonna do anything mm. even bystander effects like mm. included like usually people will try and flag down help or call for additional help even if they're not going to help themselves mm. like by going into the scene yeah and like I don't know, man. I don't know. I just thought it was, like, odd that there's, like, the, this bustling street and, like, no one is doing anything except Nate. Yeah. And that one dude who, like, stole the briefcase. Yeah. But he wasn't exactly helping,
1: so. But, I mean, Nate got that tiny little fake golf clap from Elliot for helping. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my God. The part where Sophie's like, and we're really proud of you was hilarious. Yeah. I did love that.
1: <laughs> okay, let's actually move on because... Mm-hmm. I will agree. Yes, the special effects were bad. I've made my point. You have made your point. We're moving on. Otherwise, we will get stuck on this topic for the next forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do do you have another point you would like to make? I, or am I, I to have
0: so many points. Yeah, I have so many points about this episode. Um, okay, very quickly, this is not really a discussion topic, mm-hmm. but just a point that like girl who was like in the car, who was like in the hospital, and they go to visit yeah. her, and she's like stopping, and she's like, "There's something wrong with the car." I fucking wish I could fall asleep as easy as that chick. I, she, she He was like, go to sleep, but she was like, okay, close his eyes, asleep. I was to like, it takes though, me I, an hour
1: and a half. To be <laughs> fair, though, I think she is on a lot of like pain medication and oh, stuff. Oh,
0: that's... Okay, yes, so fair I, point. Like, but she's sure. in the
1: hospital. I'm going to assume she's on some pretty hardcore pain medication. Yeah, she's also, was, she's,
0: like, in shock and exhausted. Yeah. In shock and
1: exhausted. So, like, I... I, I mean... I don't understand what you're saying because it doesn't actually take me that long to fall asleep. It normally does take like ten minutes. Well,
0: you clearly have easier time sleeping. I also currently. have
1: a job where I walk around constantly for like twelve hours a day. Oh, don't you? no, yeah. dude. Like I
0: am, I am exhausted. <laughs> That's not the problem. It's just an inability to sleep. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's
1: the mental illness. <laughs>
0: um, I did have. Okay, I'm confused about something. Okay, yeah why when okay first of all i love that they all go to see sophie's performance yep. i think that is the most wholesome cutest yep. shit ever i don't know why they're all doing roll call like they're all looking at each other and just saying each other's names at each other they're like hartson elliot like you know because they didn't na- expect to
1: see each other they're, they're like yeah but like, it's like why when would you run you... into your ex-co-worker who like you kind yeah, of were stand friends in a group and, then... and say each other's
0: names at each other You're like, hi, how are you? You're not like, Jamie. (laughs) Like, I just thought it was funny. Because it's like, they're just reminding the audience what their names are. And it just made me giggle. Like, I understand, like, the purpose of it. I just thought it was a funny way to execute it.
1: Um... I do love in that scene, however, the fact they're all trying to—you know—when you like you're in a breakup and then you run into the people that you had the breakup with and you're like, "Oh yeah, my life's great." Yeah,
0: yeah. Like they're
1: all trying to pretend they won the breakup. I know it's so funny. But also, Hardison is literally like, "Did he? Does he
0: say he bought an oxygen tank?" Yeah. For what? (laughs) He just says it. Yes. I I wrote it down. I was like, "He bought an oxygen tank. Why? (laughs) Like for what? Is he going scuba diving?"
1: I'm, we we, we, doing we it science? literally never comes up again. He's it's probably honestly science. Mm. There is an episode later on where this boy is such a nerd, and he <laughs> is so goddamn excited because he gets a laser.
0: I oh, And he's like, I have a laser.
1: I love that yes. for him. And like, there is a purpose behind the. But it's like. He is like geeking out about this place, so it's it's yeah. honestly probably just like a science geeky science thing. Like yeah. honestly, no,
0: I'm I'm thrilled for that. That sounds like a fucking vibe. Um, I also love that after the performance, poor Sophie is literally banging her head against the <laughs> table, um, but. I love that they're all just talking about how they're all fucking born. Yeah. Like, I love that Parker, she says she stole the Hope Diamond literally just to put it back. Yeah. And Hardison's like, yeah, I was spent three months hacking the White House email. And like, just because, just
1: because just I could. Nothing um, other than we're doing some hinky stuff in Pakistan. Immediately followed by them being L.A. like, Elliot, where are like, we And Elliot like, being like, I was in Pakistan. Pakistan yeah,
0: I, I think it's just fucking phenomenal. I think that's really funny that they're like giving these examples of like what do these people do in their like downtime. In their spare time for fun, yeah. You know, it's it's so funny and I do want to point out something that I think is so funny. So, you know how all of season 1 every time Nate was acting, he was wearing a fucking yeah. stupid hat and I was mad about it the yeah. whole time. So, this whole bit where they, like, rock up to see Sophie, and then they're in the bar, and the yeah. whole time, Nate's like, no, like, I'm not part of this. Like I'm, I'm an honest man, I'm not I'm a I'm a citizen now, you know, all this shit. Yeah. And you know that he's lying to himself, and yeah. I just think it's fucking fascinating that he's wearing a hat the whole time. I was like, I know this... I know that he is talking shit. I know that he's acting because he's wearing a fucking hat and he's only ever wearing a stupid hat when he's fucking lying. (laughs) I was so mad (laughs) that this was a costuming choice that I can be like, oh, of course he's acting right now. He's wearing a
1: stupid hat. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's just. And what's interesting is I don't think he's wearing a hat when he goes and sees the mob guys
0: he is in the chair he's wearing a fucking beanie i am so attuned to what this man has on his head (laughs) like yeah because now every single time he's playing a role he's wearing
1: a fucking hat he's got a hat he's got a headband he's got a beanie he's got some sort of
0: shit on his head on his head (laughs) including when he's acting to like for
1: himself like he's acting that he's disinterested he's not so he's wearing a fucking hat Also, I do love the fact that the method they use on him for getting him back into the crew is literally the old internet proverb of, don't ask a good question, just get it wrong and get somebody to correct you.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: They're sitting there going, hmm, I wonder why these businesses' financials are so squeaky clean.
0: Yeah, literally. No. And also, Parker is just dressed like a nun. And what's so funny is I wrote down a note. Why is Parker dressed like a nun? And then Nate was like, "Why is Parker dressed like a nun?" Oh no, no, no he said. Elliot goes,
1: no. "Oh, she's dressed like a nun because she's doing a con." And
0: no, 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 no. Oh, God, I can't fucking remember. But the point is, the point is, after the dialogue, um, Nate was like, "What you thought she was just dressed like that for fun?" And Elliot was like, well, "It's Parker." Parker. And yep. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have been confused. Honestly, yep. I should have just accepted that at face value."
1: <laughs> and then you get Hardison as the fake priest. Yes.
0: Okay, I want to talk about Parker and Hardison for a a hot minute, because I love them. They're so cute. Um, Parker picking the lock and Hardison being like, you know, I looked for you for six months. First of all, is so fucking adorable. Peak romance. Yeah. Second of all, um, the fact that he couldn't find her is like a huge testament to her ability to be under the radar.
1: Also, what's equally hilarious about this mm. is while she was hiding from Hardison, yeah. it is established that she was still in contact with Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> like her and Sophie were just chilling, just hanging yeah, out, literally. which I you know is just because like there's less there. Like she's not yeah. terrified of her relationship with Sophie. Oh yeah. Because it's relatively straightforward. Like Sophie's like a mother figure, like yeah. caregiver, like yeah. Sophie is her mentor. Uh huh. Whereas
0: Hardison is like the unknown. Yes. Um, And that terrifies her. And it's fucking fantastic. I love their dynamic. And I realized why. I realized why I love their dynamic. Yeah. And this scene later in the episode where they're going as like cops. Yeah. And she's doing the air quotes. She's doing the air quotes. And she's like, did I do the air quotes right? And Hardison's like, yeah, she did the air quotes. Who doesn't understand the air quotes? And like defending her and whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh no. She did the finger thing. I was like, this is Destiel. This is the exact... I was like, this is... I understand now. It is literally the dynamic. It's exact to the point where I looked at Naomi and I was like, oh no. And she was like, this is just Dean and Kaz, isn't it? I was like, it is. (laughs) It is. So is this the point where you ship Parker and Hardison? Oh, I already did. Okay. This... It just... That scene in particular really resonated with me because I was like, oh, I've seen this scene before. (laughs) But no, I... I really love that dynamic. I think it's so sweet that he looked for her. I think it's hilarious that she's able to evade him seemingly so easily. Mm -hmm. But I also really like her response. Yeah. Which is basically to be like, use an analogy for like the key in the lockbox and being like, you know, relationships are like locks. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to take your time and be patient and like be a bit fiddly. And he's like, I thought that was so, like, that whole little scene was so cute. And I really loved that. Also, they did that scene in, like,
1: two takes because the, like, the security deposit is actually a security deposit sort of room in a bank. (gasps) And that vault door, they had to get there in, like, all of their scenes in that room in, like, Uh two hours or whatever because after two hours, Mm -hmm. that vault door locks and doesn't open for another 24. (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
0: Um, Also, I have a question about that scene. Like like a logistics question. But surely they should not have been left unattended.
1: No, that's how security deposit boxes work. Yeah, but for that long? Like, surely... Yeah. Essentially, like, you have as much time as you want in that room while you sorting out your security deposit box that's insane to me
0: Mm. like that's supposed to be like like, the most secure part of the bank you would think that there was a guard outside the door
1: the whole idea well yeah they do but like no one's watching that's the whole point of the security deposit boxes yeah but surely is that no one sees what goes in or out of those boxes yeah they're fully confidential and that's why all of the boxes have two keys yeah so that a bank employee has to unlock the box yeah And then, like, you can walk away and they just have their box open. Yeah. But they can't open any other boxes because it it needs two keys. Yeah. But that's why they made the fake key. But
0: I I guess my thing is, like, surely there should be someone stationed just outside the vault door so that they can hear if anything particularly nefarious has gone. Because they would have... Someone... If you were standing right outside the vault door, you would have been able to hear them opening all of those other boxes. Like, that's my point. I just think that it's weird. And, like, I... To be fair, I... I don't have a safe deposit box, so like I don't know how they work. But I was like, surely this is, like surely, like you would have some. Measure I would say of- you
1: actually wouldn't because if you're standing outside the door, the amount of like, like insulation and shit, because it's like, but the door is open, like the vault door is open. So if you just had a guard
0: stationed right at the like the entrance, I don't place- know
1: if you'd hear it though because lock picking isn't actually that loud. But like opening all of the boxes and taking all the shit yeah. out would be. I don't know. At the end of the day, well, for whatever reason, maybe they're cutting costs because uh, they're going under, so they don't have the extra money. Maybe, to maybe, maybe they it. just cut back on their like, staff. For whatever reason, they didn't hear it or they didn't see it or whatever, because like the the whole point of a safe deposit box is that nobody knows what's in them, essentially. Yeah. Like you can stash whatever the hell you want in there, and the time-taking thing is not that that, like, she literally says, take all the time you need. Yeah. Because the whole point is, like, some people have, like, paperwork and shit that mm-hmm. they keep in their safe deposit boxes. Yeah. So they'll go to their safe deposit box, take it out, review whatever they need to review, mm-hmm. and then they'll put it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. And the whole point is that nobody else is knows. Present. Like, it's... Like, they're, like, the safe deposit box room is the one room in the bank that doesn't have a camera. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the whole point. But, yeah. And also, you gotta remember like Parker and Hardison are very good at what they do okay. and like she Hardison's she's very fucking... quick at picking locks like Hardison's fucking like singing twinkle twinkle little star to the bank lady
0: she's like <laughs> walking away I was like bro where were you going with that like what was
1: this what is, was your plan this is yet again Hardison just going hard like on the go- He goes overboard. Like, that is, like, one key thing that you will notice time and time again. Anytime he is undercover in any sort of capacity, mm-hmm. he is, like, not subtle. Like, when he's on a con, he is not subtle. He does not do... Like, if you notice, Sophie often undersells. Yeah. Like, she, she makes herself seem, like, more aloof, more, like...
0: Yeah.
1: um, So that they want to sort of, like, gravitate towards her. Like, uh-huh. she sort of pulls people in by being, like, mm-hmm. a little mysterious. Mm-hmm. Hardison does not do that. Like, Hardison is just, like... He, like,
0: takes the exact opposite route. He's, He's, like, so overwhelming. It's, like, that tactic of, um, you know how some people, if they're, like, like, committing a pre-planned crime, they'll wear, like, a really garish tie or, like, outfit so that no one looks at their face? Like yeah. you're so distracted by like whatever pattern is happening on their chest that you're not focused no, on. No, I didn't their faces. see his hair
1: colour, like he was wearing a hideous pineapple tie. Like Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, and I guess it's almost it's almost the same kind of like, idea. Like you're so bewildered by his entire existence that you're just like, I don't remember what he looked like. I just remembered he said twinkle,
1: twinkle little star to me. <laughs> um, which is really interesting because that's also basically Nate's tactic. Which mm. is literally just be Wear so a stupid hat and be annoying, be so obnoxious <laughs> that they get so pissed that they don't think rationally about anything because they just hate him.
0: Yeah, oh, speaking of which, I want to talk about Nate's like role in this. Yeah, so his role is basically to get beat up, and I yep. think that's funny, uh-huh. but <laughs> but when he says i'm gonna go call a man who tried to murder me so i can meet him in an isolated location first of all i love that line whoever wrote that like kudos it's funny like you know as soon as he starts speaking you know exactly where the line's gonna go but it's still like it hits the mark and it is funny and i appreciated it but also my roommate turned to me and was like i feel like he's in rehab and they are all really irresponsible friends, and it made me laugh so hard because between the fact that she kind of has a point because he's like out, and he's like I'm not going to
1: do this anymore, and, and also like, last season he literally did go literally, to Reno, and, I, and, I was, and he like, has the, now
0: officially quit drinking. I was like the funniest part is that like you're right on two levels. I was like the first level being the obvious implication of like he's like left the life and they're like trying to pull him back into it but also that he was literally drunk the entire first season and this is the first time he's ever been sober and when
1: they're trying to convince him to come back and they're at the bar after oh. Sophie's play and they're like talking and he's like well I'm sober now and then they yeah. go on and they're like we're the best and he's like look to be honest I was drunk most of the time yeah literally. I was like Literally,
0: actually, at the very end of this episode, yeah, when Sophie's gone to see her boyfriend, which is yep. good for her. I love that for her. Um, I'm so glad she's finally moved on from Nate. Yeah, um, but I literally was like, I swear to God, if he orders a drink right now, I'm gonna be fucking livid. And then he ordered one, and I was like, no. <laughs> and then and then <laughs> Naomi was like, wait, what if he just doesn't drink it? What if he just leaves it at the bar? And I was like, maybe. And then I'm like, nah, he's sniffing it. He just wants to sniff it. And then he left it, and I was like, okay.
1: Naomi's okay.
0: psychic. <laughs> I was like, good for him. I was like, he's just going to sniff it. Good for him. But I was like, I swear to Jesus Christ, if he. And then he goes breaks. back
1: up to his apartment, which, like, they do this weird, like, fake ending thing, and you think, oh, it's just going to, like, end on, like, yeah. it's got the heartfelt music. Yeah. And it's like, and I, I thought it, it was going to end on the shot of, of the, the dollar of, bill over the whiskey. Yeah. 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 And then he goes back up to his apartment.
0: And I. <laughs> Hardison buying the building yeah. is the funniest thing they could have done. Yeah. I genuinely love that so much. It is the funniest, like the fact that he's like, "You're reading my lease?
1: Why are you reading, reading my, my lease?" Well, I bought the, the building, building, so he's like, "You're
0: my landlord." He's like, "Yep,"
1: and it's because here's the thing: while Nate donated, like I would say, like ninety five, but all of all of his money that he earned in the first season doing all these cons and like yeah. making money off of trashing these companies yeah he said he like donated like 95 percent of his money to charity yeah like the big a big majority of it went to charity like he bought himself like a like a car and stuff his house yeah but like his apartment almost all of his money went to charity so like no he doesn't have really the money to just be able to buy himself a place to live he's just renting like hardison however
0: yeah Still has a lot of that money that they earned in the first season. I just think it's so fucking funny that he bought the building. But I feel kind of bad because then Elliot is just, like, cutting down his wall. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I understand that you're doing this for comedic effect. But also, this is this man's home. And -hmm. you just invited yourself into it. Literally bought it out from under him. And are installing things in his lounge room without consulting him first. And then you cut a hole in his wall. I was like, guys, and and it's funny, but it's also, like, rude.
1: (laughs) And they brought old Nate... I
0: know. (laughs) Old Nate, I love Parker being like, I'm Old Nate and I live here now. And I.
1: mm." And I love Old Nate all the more because he does hate that painting. Yeah. Nate hates Old Nate with an absolute fucking passion. The
0: only thing I will respect about his character is that he hates that painting. (laughs) Yes, no. So while I love the comedic impact of Hardison buying it, I do think that's hilarious. And like the fact that Elliot is just there, like, doing fucking hardware. Yeah. Um, like, like maybe, they're just remodeling. Like it's Yeah, fun. I think it's hilarious. I'm also kind of like, mm, seems a bit dicey, guys. <laughs> like this is this man's house and you just let yourself in. But, but also ooh. like
1: what's he going to do? Fucking take him to court and sue him. Like, <laughs> do you know what I love though? The staircase. There's yeah. a spiral the staircase. staircase in that house and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I would love that." I look I actually that is like a dream apartment like like honestly like his like apartment loft combo thing but like the living downstairs and then just like his bedroom up
0: I couldn't care less about the rest of the apartment I just want that staircase mm-hmm. it it made me so happy uh-huh. on the inside though we do get the really
1: weird shot of like Nate coming down the stairs in the shirt and towel combo mm. I've never like yeah like if you're going to, to dress one half, half of your body <laughs>
0: oh okay I do love though and this is like a personal thing mm. but seeing women dressed in disheveled business shirts mm. I don't know man I don't know that shit hits different and
1: like when Sophie came down and she was like wearing her shirt I was like oh that looks good on you I was not gonna lie mm. this episode gives you like a lot of like sexual crisis like, photo. like it, it between, does between like Hardison and um, Parker Hardison's, in the suits Hardison's vest right at the start for Oof.
0: Sophie's performance, yeah. oh dude I'm like having like
1: fucking left right what? moments here. No spoilers for next episode but I'm so pumped for you to see that because it's like Elliot hair episode. Ooh. Like, like we get a lot of like Elliot hair content and I'm very excited because like <laughs>
0: I'm imagining, sorry this is I'm imagining that one gif, you know where it's like it says like blow on your phone screen and like 3 yeah. two one and you blow on it and there's like the cow with the wig or whatever.
1: No it's, <laughs> it's not that sort of like a L'Oreal moment that comes later down in the season he does get a moment like that where he's like i think he's playing baseball or something and he like dramatically removes the helmet and like shakes his head out (laughs) what like high school musical two vibes similar yeah i love
0: that that's so no.
1: next we get curly head elliot next episode which is like a vibe and a half okay i'm excited i i i am pumped because like yes good shit okay but I, no i look forward to that yeah between like you know parker and hardison in the fucking suits as a thing mm-hmm. and then you've got elliot in that like cozy looking like fur jacket mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. shearing like mm. and then you've got yeah. annie croy sophie as annie croy oh yeah it is probably my favorite alias oh really of sophie's in the entire like show yeah just because it's so different from all of her other personas mm. it's like she is like mob boss like connected up it's fun. Like, yeah. ready to kill a man. Like, actually, one
0: thing that Naomi commented, I should explain also Naomi has not watched Leverage. No. This is like, she would just happen to be eating dinner on the couch while I had Leverage on the TV. And her comment about Sophie was like, wow, she is like so calm and collected. She like seems like she has a level head. She's like, everyone else here is losing their fucking minds. Yeah. I was like, it's kind of her job. She's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. She's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But I want to talk about this scene yeah. with Sophie. Mm-hmm. Where she fake shoots Elliot. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't even care that Elliot just theoretically got shot. Whatever the fuck he did flipping out of that chair
1: was. I don't know what. The the amount of muscle control to do that fucking shit, like insane.
0: I don't know how it's
1: physically possible to do that, honestly.
0: Ridiculous. Just like, he and the got worst he shot like three times. He kind of sat there and let it happen, and then he was like, "Wait!" And then he like threw himself bodily onto the floor. <laughs> I was like,
1: and like because like the first shot hits, and he and he looks down, and it's like, "Oh no!" Yeah. And you're like, Oh my god, that shit hits. And I was like, then "Oh then he no!" Like, he
0: actually got shot, and for a moment, I was like, "Oh no!" And then I didn't care anymore no. because the next ten seconds was the funniest thing I'd seen since the car flip Yes. <laughs>
1: And like, here's the thing though. This has the Mm. excuse of this is someone trying to fake their death. Like, which there is no like standard process for trying to fake your death. Like, it just threw. Exactly. It's the funniest shit. I like just laying on the ground. (laughs) Oh, like funny like there is no excuse for the special effect because that is actually meant to be happening that is meant to be a very real like hard cu- like, yeah yeah yeah. but like this is Elliot like just some dude rolling trying to off fa- yeah.
0: for business chair yeah just onto the ground and then like no one checked on him they were like yeah that seems about right no well oh uh, well, they did yeah all right but like they henchmen in the background just kind of standing there like watching it happen like yeah sure i i do also mm. want to ask a question yeah About this scene. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's about Nate. Yeah. And it's about an issue that I've had since season one. Yeah. And it's that this man has no volume control. Yeah. And apparently no fucking awareness of the people around him that are not his crew. So... And I'm going to talk about these two things in conjunction because they happen so close together. Yeah. So we get this really cool thing where Hardison's explaining some of the new tech. He's like, oh, yeah. I've like, re-designed like, yeah. the buds. like they're even better. they're a like, better fit. Yeah. Like, you, don't, you only have to whisper to be heard. And I'm like, fucking cool. And I literally turned to Naomi and I was like, I'm so glad that he said that because all of last season Nate was fucking yelling into crowded rooms and I was like, it was stupid. And then, even though Hardison has just, fucking explain that you only have to whisper he is full-on speaking at a totally normal observable volume in front of the fucking mob people he is maybe maybe 10 meters away from them i'm like there is no way they cannot hear every fucking word you're saying you absolute dipshit and then and then after that this whole thing has gone down after that has all gone down when Elliot is supposedly, like, dead, and it's just Nate and Sophie standing there, and like, the villain guy walks away. He he's not even fully three way. steps away! And Nate's like, so how did you do it? And then
1: Elliot just stands up. I'm like, guys, he's still in the room! He's still The house is way too big for him to have like, fully left. It bottomless. has been two seconds. Yeah. I'm like, guys! I think that's honestly just, like, for sort of, like... It's, it's just yeah. for the pacing.
0: Yeah. But I'm like, you could have at least shown the
1: guy walking out a door or something. But no, or, it's like... Or at least change shots to imply that there was like a cut there. Yeah. And like more time has passed. That's just like... Literally.
0: But no. Or like they could have cut away to like Parker and Hardison doing something. Yeah. Or anything to imply that time had passed. But literally, it's like the man has taken two steps and then Nate's like drops all pretenses. We all know each other. You're not dead. Like... <laughs> And then Elliot
1: just stands up and I'm like, my dude, my guy what and like they're literally <laughs> they're probably like literally like 10 metres behind the bad dude as they walk out and Sophie's going I love a cadet scene yeah literally which like honestly her joy like I love that for her I love She's that so for excited. her but, but I also, was like guys what are you doing I do just kind of wish they'd done something like like a cut or something and like shifted the positions to yeah. imply that more than like 10 seconds had passed can you since even, this dude left like I, mean, I have this
0: image in my mind and it's just so fucking funny which is like Elliot's just gone up and he's like they're chatting like Like they are in the episode. And then the guy comes back because he realizes he's like forgotten something or he had to tell Sophie something or whatever. He comes back and Elliot just drops to the ground. Like Like he just absolutely collapses
1: as if he'd been down the whole time. I just, it's so fucking funny to me. But no, yeah, they didn't even, like... They didn't I didn't even I, I, Honestly, I think in universe, they did wait for him to leave because they're not fucking stupid. But also, like, yeah. I do kind of wish when they had shot it, they had shot Implied something that would imply that. that they waited more than 10 seconds after not the Dude has left to, like...
0: It's literally, and, and and Nate's still fucking yelling. I'm like, yeah. Hardison literally just reminded both you and the audience that you do not have to speak loudly for these things. Yeah. And yet here you are yelling into an echoey abandoned warehouse 10 meters from the people who yeah. cannot know your
1: plan. Yeah. You absolute. Dengus in a dumb hat like (laughs) though we do get the fun line of "Ooh, they're gonna shoot nate in the face oh yeah and Parker being like oops i forgot you could
0: hear me i do love that for her which
1: makes sense because they haven't really worn the earbuds in six months they've been yeah yeah. they've been broken up they're all trying to win the breakup i had
0: no issue with that i thought that line was
1: fun and a bit silly my issue and also there's no reason for her to be like necessarily quiet or anything because she's not in front of the in the
0: open with like other people but Oh, I did want to talk about this. When um, Hardison <laughs> drives fast, he's like, get in the car if you want to live. <laughs> and then they're, like, doing the full interrogation. I did think yeah. that was very fun.
1: Um, I, I did enjoy that quite a lot. Pop culture references. <laughs> the Dean Coding Intensity. I was going to say. that's Wait how you until the Parker Coder starts character. making the pop culture references. <laughs> she has one where uh, he says, uh, who are you going to call? And she just goes, Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, I love that for her. Yeah. She's um, an icon. I love
1: Parker.
0: I um, I only have one more note. Actually, I have lots. I have two more notes, but I don't remember what all one means. It just says he apologized. Haha, ha. And I don't know who apologized. And I don't know why I thought it was funny.
1: I think it might have been Nate that apologized. She, he's the only one that's funny. If, and it says he, mu- he not she. It, it,
0: it must have been. It must be Nate. He's the only one yeah. who has anything to apologize for. So...
1: I do want to call out, though, mm-hmm. Nate's fake mob laugh when she's on the phone call to, like, the mobster setting up the meeting. Oh, and he, yeah. And, like, the mob guy's being, like, weirdly, like, sexist to, like, fucking Sophie. And he's yeah. like, eh. Hey.
0: Yeah, and he's doing the most awkward laugh of all time. It's like I'll give him credit for that because, yes, I have definitely been in that situation where someone has said something and you're like i'm not in a position to get mad at you right now so i guess i will just awkwardly exist yeah um oh i wanted to talk about i'm a little bit confused and i don't know why Mm. but this episode to me really felt kind of like csi i like particularly particularly the scenes with nate and the little girl Every single scene that was the two of them, for some reason, I was like, this feels like an episode of CSI. It's and the color I grading.
1: I don't even watch CSI. It's the color grading. Is that what it is? Yeah. They I use similar color grading to what you'd see in like CSI or something. I could because not it's put like,
0: my finger on it, but I was like, why
1: does it like... Because we're going into right? like, sort of like, crime show territory. Mm. Like, yeah. crime mob shows, like... Yeah, they, they went into like that crime mob show sort of color palette. Because I was like, and oh. so they they used all of that. This is like exactly what I was saying in um the bank shop job. Yeah, they really like to take the color palette of sort of the genre that they're playing in mm-hmm. and incorporate that in. So like the bank shop job, obviously was taking inspiration from like westerns and stuff. So you got a lot of the oranges and the browns and that sort of stuff that accompanies like the desert setting. Yeah. Whereas this one, because it's going into sort of like. Organized crime, you know, mob boss sort of CSI like detective. Yeah. Yeah. They really leaned into those sort of colour palettes. Yeah. Well it clearly paid off because I was
0: literally there like, why does this feel like? Yeah. CSI or like bones or like yeah. castle. Like it really had that energy. Yeah. And I was like, for my life, I'm like, why does this feel like this? But now that you've said it, like it makes yeah. a lot of sense. And actually I did have one other point that I wanted to bring up, which was at the very end, when the guy, like, they've set him up and he goes to the hospital and he's got the briefcase and everything on him.
1: Briefcase and the gun and he's using the gun to the curtain. And then the first thing
0: he does, first of all, hilariously, tries to hide the gun behind his back and there is literally an officer standing behind behind him. Yeah. But I'm like, how is this not the, like, investigator's first question? Because he's like, like his whole point is like, well, if you're not guilty, like, what are you doing here with the briefcase? I'm like, with the briefcase. What's he doing there with a gun? <laughs> what, what's he doing in like what, like ICU, yeah. brandishing a gun around in the bed where like the guy is supposedly supposed to be? I was like, how is that not your first question? How is this not? How is your first point of order not to just disarm him? No, you're going to ask about the fucking briefcase. Uh, order of priorities, I was confused. Yeah.
1: They did, I think they did maybe disarm it's him just, eventually. I think it's maybe just, like, he did actually get the gun behind his back and Bonanno, who's the main, like, cop dude,
0: yeah. didn't
1: see the gun originally. So, like, that's I why he about he, the briefcase because it was there and obvious. Maybe if he's blind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was funny that, like, he's, he was like, oh, yes, you're holding a relatively normal thing to have in a hospital. Let's disregard the entirely
1: not normal thing that you also have in your hand. I just I thought it was funny. Oh, I do want to we should actually probably talk about the fact that Nate's now sober. Yes. He's not drinking. That's important. And we get and good. Yeah, we get the really fun moment where the boss who's also like the mob boss mm-hmm. is like he was drinking a lot. You know, you know what a mess people are when, when they, they drink. drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this dude is like shaming the hell out of you and you like, like he, doesn't he doesn't even, even know. know. Yeah.
0: I did love that. I do... I am glad that they brought Nate back sober. Yes. I'm glad that they did it this way as well for a couple of reasons. First of all, because... Because they already did the episode with the rehab facility, I think it would have been a little bit much to go through for the audience to watch him go through the process of like getting sober. Getting again. sober again. Only because we'd already done it. If yeah. they hadn't done that episode, then I think it would have actually been beneficial to the show and to his character to show him going through it. But we've already kind of seen it in a condensed format, so I, I understand why they didn't do it again. Secondly, obviously it's been I think six months since they've seen each other,
1: so it's yeah. like a it's plenty of time for For him him to be be relatively stable in his sobriety it's not like it's been like a month and he's been sober for three weeks yeah like exactly um
0: but also i'm glad because and obviously i don't know if it comes back to him having a problem with drinking down the track i would be surprised if it
1: just leaves it and he's sober for the rest of the season yeah
0: like i would be surprised if it doesn't come up at some point in some capacity yeah but i obviously don't know like how much Mm. it's gonna impact future episodes and seasons and his character. But I do like that I do like that if they wanted to, they could leave it here. Mm. They could be like, okay, he's worked on this. This is something that is it's always going to be part of his character. Yeah. But it is not going to be a pervasive part of his character anymore. It will be something that he went through. Yeah. And like something that will continue to impact him, but not in the same way. Like I kind of like that they put that growth there i think if we'd come back to season two and nate had still been like drinking and stuff i would have just been like again like like it like because so much of the plot of season one was centered on nate and how much he was struggling with sam's death and like all of that stuff i think having now wrapped up that sort of arc Mm. i think wrapping up the drinking in the same way is kind of like it makes sense like it feels correct yeah if they had carried on with the drinking i feel like it would feel like that chapter was not closed you know i do want
1: to point out though that Parker has a theory that he's creepier when he's sober (laughs) um and i also i know i hate it when you do it to me but i'm going to point something out because this will be a helpful tool for us later on Oh. okay the mob guy's know who Nate's father is yes
0: I wanted to ask about this because that was
1: I wasn't expecting that they go you're Jimmy Ford's kid
0: yeah yeah and because they they knew that he was going to be a priest and I was like that's wild knowledge for you to just." it's not
1: just like yeah but yeah
0: it's not like wow you look kind of familiar it's like oh no we know who you are we know who your dad was and also we know intimate things about your life yeah like yeah I that's interesting to me and it does make me wonder, like... Because we... I've talked about before. We don't actually have a lot of information on any of these characters. No.
1: Particularly You sort not... of get one thing about them and nothing else.
0: Yeah, but even the, like, one thing we get is often not explained. Mm. So I hope that that is something that, like, obviously you're saying it. So I assume it yes. comes up. Oh, yes. Relevant. It does
1: come up. Don't, don't worry. It does come up. It I, is... I kind of
0: hope that it comes up in a relatively significant way. Because I do think that that would be a really fun sort of plot even if it's not like a main plot but like a subplot Mm. to have like it would be fun if they're like running a job or whatever and similarly to this episode like they keep coming across people who like know nate somehow but he doesn't know them kind of thing Mm. i think that would be a really interesting and fun kind of narrative foil for them like a good way to like realistically and sort of overarchingly have something that like is actually a block to them succeeding in their cons because they're they're so good at what they do
1: that you need some sort of unexpected human element to come into play yeah it's really it's really hard
0: it's really hard to Mm -hmm. believe that they're going to be foiled just by either their own like fuck up or it's like uh a like, if it's you look at the-, the end of season one, I can't remember if it was the finale or a couple episodes before the finale, but they had the one-on-one fight with Elliot and that other dude. Mm. And I said to you, I was like, I just don't believe it. Yeah. Because they have set up Elliot to be practically indefeatable. Yeah. And then they just expect me to believe that this one dude can beat mm. him. Like, I, I yeah. don't believe it. And it's a similar thing. Like, because they have been set up to be so good. Yeah. Like, you need something that has mm. actual potential that you believe could actually bring them yeah. down um because at this point we don't really don't have anything. Yeah. Um, like that at all. The only thing we had before was that Nate was drinking and yeah. that was a threat. Yes. The fact that he wasn't of his like sound he mind. He was kind of was out of threat. control like he was Exactly. And so now that you've wrapped that storyline up. Yeah. Or for the minute at least, you know, we now don't have anything. Yeah. We have maybe the fact that Sophie and Nate's relationship is a little bit tense, but it has always been yeah. tense. It's just a different kind of tense. Yeah. And you maybe have the dynamic of Parker and Hardison having something happen that mm-hmm. makes them a bit weird with each other. But, like, even that is, is pretty minimal. But having, having like, a organised crime ring be aware of Nate and something about his past, and, like, that's fa- that's fucking yeah. fascinating. And then if you bring
1: Sterling into mm-hmm. that, because I'm sure sort of Sterling's got ears on the ground, like, yeah. you know, I... Oh, yeah, Sterling, like, Sterling's... I feel like a lot of shows like this, they would have sort of had, have Sterling be the season one villain. Yeah. He's the villain of season one. We've wrapped up the season one storyline. Sterling's not coming back. I feel like a lot of shows, like, especially with someone like Mark Shepard, who does a lot of work. Yeah, he's in demand. He has yeah. a, a lot of other jobs, uh, especially if they can get the actor back. Like, they just sort of, like, that's okay. Like, yeah. they're no longer dealing with something that's relevant to Sterling. Sterling's just sort of floating around there but they're not going to bring him back. Mm. Sterling does come back. I will yeah. I will confirm that for you. I I've, I've already pretty well told you that anyway in the past. I yeah, like I assumed that this was
0: going to be. Well, I also knew from fandom stuff too. So yeah. like I I assumed his character was going to be more ongoing. But yeah. yeah, I I would be really fucking fascinated if they if they continue to give us like clues like this throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Like I think I talked about in our um uh, season like one recap, season yeah. two thoughts, like interlude episode. I think I remember talking about like I think it would be really interesting if they kind of focus on a different character each season. Mm. Um, and I, as much as like we would have just finished focusing on a Nate season, I, this does make me actually interested in getting more information on Nate. Yeah. Whereas at the end of season one, I was like, I can I couldn't care less. Mm. Like I'm so much more interested in these other characters. I feel like they have so much going for them. But having this, like, tiny crumb of information makes me be like, oh, yeah. maybe maybe I do care a little bit about yeah. this character, like, which is good because at this point, like, up until now, I've been like, I don't yeah.
1: care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nate in season one is, like, the biggest asshole of all assholes. He is... He's just fucking boring. Yeah. And, like, like I don't so care on top of him being arsehole, a dickhead, he's a boring dickhead. Like, but, no, he does, like, especially with, like, the because he's now sober, mm. him being sober does, like, and you can see it, even the way he, like, relates to the little girl that he saves in that, mm. this is more, like, what he was like before his son's death, mm. because... This makes sense. As we know from what Maggie said in the season finale, like, you would, he is not the same person. Well, he is I, not the... Ma- like, he is... To be fair, to be
0: fair, like, as much as I hate Nate... Mm. You go through you go through any sort of trauma like mm-hmm. that, you're not gonna be the same person you no. were before you went into it. Like and mm-hmm. that's for better or for worse. And that's not just like a nape thing, that's just no. generally. That's real people, not just fictional. But yes. Um so like I understand him being like a changed man because of his severe trauma. But yeah. um it is nice to see him sort of now that he's sort of relinquished his dependency on substance, yeah, he does sort of get some of his like personality back Back in like a different like Mm. a different facet of his personality back which is nice to see Mm. like he's clearly more like in this just in this one episode he shows more empathy than i think i've seen yeah and considering his like half of their job is to be
1: fucking empathetic with the people who are like struggling yeah like um yeah yeah definitely once once he sort of gets his revenge specifically on blackpool Mm -hmm. and he sort of closes that chapter of his life he does let go, not of all of his anger, oh, but God. he lets I go. Imagine that he would, yeah. He lets go of a like a decent chunk of it, like, mm-hmm. and you can see that in that he's way softer in this episode than he has been all of the first season. Like the first season, he is like, even with the team, not just with the girl who he helps. I did have a question about that though, because yeah. I was confused. This
0: is specifically relevant to. I also don't know her name. Zoe actually. Zoe it was yeah the young girl yeah. Um, she gives him her necklace at the end of the episode and i couldn't figure out why like i understand that it's like an emotional like thing like it's like ending the episode on like a little bit of an emotional beat but i was like trying to like justify in my mind why this girl because remembering that she explains that that necklace was bought for her by her father when her mother died Her father, who she nearly just lost. Like, I don't understand why she would give away a gift with that much significance. Specifically because it was bought, like, for the saint that her mother was named for. Like, Mm. and I don't understand why she just gives
1: it to him. I think it's just, like, her, like, because he saved her life, full stop. And also the thing is, it is established in what we see of the episode that, like, it's not like he just saves her life and then is
0: yeah noped
1: out like he he goes and visits her in the hospital he like he helps out like and all like he he has the phone call with her midway through the episode when he comes down mm-hmm. the staircase and the, like they have like bonded big be- yeah. over this and like fair enough he fucking saved her life like any other situation would be like that's really weird you're bonding with like yeah a middle-aged man yeah as like a teenager but i think it's just it's- like because she spent time with him she sort of realized that like Also, his behavior is paternal, not like predatory. But yeah, I just, I like, I
0: understand, I understand emotionally why they would include that scene. I just, like,
1: logically
0: can't understand why she would give him. The
1: necklace specifically. Mm. Like, I understand. I think it might just be that she's a teenager and she has no money to buy something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but, like, it's almost... Yeah. Like, I could imagine if she, like, made him a gift. Like, if she gave him, like, a thank you card and wrote something, like, heartfelt in it or something. Or if she, like, got him his own necklace. Like, they got him something. Like, I would understand that. Like, like, oh, now we have a matching kind of thing. But the fact that she gave him this necklace that was a gift to her from her father for her dead mother i'm kind of like seems like the kind of thing you wouldn't just give away to some random guy even if he did save your life like you would find some other way to thank him so like i understand the gesture but i did think it was a weird choice um and this isn't really a complaint either. it's just like an observation like yeah i just thought it was an interesting
1: interesting choice to choose something so uh, so specifically specifically sentimental Yeah, yeah yeah Okay, I do just want to call out one line. We're probably not going to talk about this, but uh, never before has a production of The Sound of Music made me root for the Nazis. I, what a review. What a scathing review. Like That's pretty bad.
0: That's pretty bad.
1: Uh, uh, In the first season, when I say, like, Sophie's always going to be bad at acting, but yes. most of it's now it's it moves to off screen. This is what I mean. The like, fucking part, you see the aftermath.
0: The fucking part where they're like, you can sing, and she's like, well, not as well, as, well as I act, act. So they and they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I did think it was funny. Also, did Sophie get a
1: haircut? Am I yeah. crazy? I felt that yeah, her hair was longer in the first season. Yeah. So she does yeah. like, it is established in the first season. Like she wears like hair extensions and shit. Like, cause I thought like her, if you ever notice her hair changing length or whatever, you can either assume it's a wig extensions mm-hmm. or like, she's well, just I mean, cut up. Like she doesn't really keep the same look pretty consistently. At
0: the start of the episode, I was like, Oh, is she wearing a wig for like the performance? It's because nice. I was like, her hair is different. This mm-hmm. is certainly not her, but then it's like stays the whole episode. And I was like, Oh, she just changed yeah. her hair. But I was like, am I going crazy? Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so obviously like through the seasons, like or through the first season at least, she wore like wigs and whatever.
1: But yeah. like the one that's specifically coming to me is um, in the Jura number six job when she plays Yeah. The like yeah, yeah, Indian yeah. businesswoman and she has like the massively long hair and like you actually see her like unclip her extensions yeah. and like clip in and out the ponytail extension so that she has massively long hair.
0: Yeah. No. I like
1: mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure initially. I do love the way that this show makes use of wigs etc. Like it is this something continuous through the seasons. And like yeah, that is something sense. that
0: I absolutely will give it over Supernatural.
1: <laughs> and I can't think of a single wig that I'm thinking like that I've seen that I'm like, oh that was like specifically that. Like yeah. Some of them look pretty fake, but, like, that's kind of the point. Like, the yeah. reason they look fake is because it's like, oh, this is a character. This is a costume. I did like, it's the not the part
0: where Parker is trying on the, like,
1: 80s clothes or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, the fucking shoulder pads. I was like, my God. And she's doing the robot. Mm-hmm. They didn't actually really script that basic. Like, they had the basic script. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, like, the staging and movement is just sort of the actors <laughs> messing around and having fun. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. I think so sometimes- And Hall and Oates comes back. Hall hmm. and Oates, comes back from the bank shot job. They make weird callbacks to Hall and Oates throughout the show. And he specifically says, I've got like a 1980 Hall and Oates character. The first three months are all Hall, no Oates. And you have I'm him calling out... I'm
0: absolute blank. I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: You have... Oh. That's gonna be sad. That's Sorry. just it's nothing it look, it's nothing plot significant. It's just like a fun little thing that they do like call outs to. Okay. And they just call out Huller notes for some reason. What the reason. fuck is Hulner Notes? It's a band. Oh, yeah, so Hall I'm, like, Oates sitting is a band. here like trying to like is it
0: a serial? No.
1: Is it a Hulner no, no, no. Hall Notes is a band. Um and you get the first mention back in the bank shot job when he's listing off the list of demands.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I
1: do. And not he and that. the Bank robbers apparently requested a Hall & Oates CD. Mm, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm
1: so with you now. Fun little thing to look at. Not not plot significant, even slightly. Unless you count, like, uh, Hardison being a Hall & Oates fan plot significant.
0: <laughs> like, I'd say it's important to his character. Now I kind of want to listen to Hall & Oates. Oates and learn something about Hardison.
1: Mm. Oh, we also have to mention Sophie looking under Nate's bed. And, like, oh that whole God, yeah. <laughs>
0: What a fucking choice. Um, and then the part where she's like telling Elliot, yeah. like, mm, dude, I, if, if I, I think it's found... pretty safe
1: to say that she's just messing with them. Like if I, I, okay. Like she's having fun. She's having a
0: great time. Here's the thing. It's kind of like I said earlier about like Hardison buying the building and then the yeah. movie immediately doing Renault. Like, I understand the comedic purpose of them, like, looking through all his stuff. Like, the part
1: where Hardison's like, oh, I can smell your apple shampoo. shampoo. And even just the transition from his entire, like, fridge and cupboards being, like, shit to make coffee to, like, food
0: all over the bench and whatever. Yeah. All orange soda in the fridge. Yeah. Like, I'm like, as much as I appreciate the, like, the inherent comedy of it, I'm kind of like, If you think about it for, like, one minute, it's so inappropriate and I would be so uncomfortable. Like, it's such an invasion. Yeah, I'm, like, 100%. I I get the comedy of it, but, like, if you think about it realistically... Also, these people don't
1: really understand boundaries.
0: Yeah, oh my god.
1: Like, this dude... It is important to note that I think the only one of these people who was properly socialized as a child was probably, like, Hardison. Like, none of the others... But even so, like... i'm I'm just like my
0: god like nate's like directly asked elliot to like get rid of this stuff and he comes down and there's like triple the stuff and
1: he's like this is not gone this is more
0: yeah and i'm like i kind of like feel bad for him i'm like damn they're like gaslighting the fuck out of you they're like oh we didn't know that that's what you meant when you said those exact words in that order like (laughs) and like
1: you know i saw elliot he didn't mention anything
0: yeah literally like I don't know, man. Like, I think it was funny, and I understand that, like, they're obviously not going for, like, a deeper, like, reading here. But I no, also it is feel like, it. if someone did this to me, I would be fucking livid. They're I would just be like, to, get out of my house.
1: They're just trying to get him back on the bike of crime. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, the amount that these people use crime as therapy is insane. Yeah. They're like, we could get, you know, help for our mental problems, or...
0: We could just commit crimes. We could just commit crimes. And I know which one of those is fun and free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of these things is easily accessible. The Hope Diamond. Yeah. So stole it and then put it back. Yeah. Way more accessible than like, you know, affordable therapy. Yeah.
1: There's no wait list for
0: the Hope Diamond.
1: No. I, yeah. I do find it, it's very fun. I do love Parker's sort of character trait of just like,
0: bored, still something. I love that she stole it just to put it back.
1: There. Yeah. Like I love that she
0: didn't even steal it for keeps. She just stole it because she was yeah. like, Well, I could prove that I can do it. Yeah. Done now.
1: hmm Oh, I will say I do I, I do really love when Nate's like, Sophie, how do you catch mob guys? She's like, you know, two glasses of Chianti a story yeah. about my grandma and sister. He's like, No. How does the government <laughs> catch mob guys? Yeah. Like it, it really I think it really highlights an important thing of like Sophie's character is not like she she doesn't think about like realistically how you like how anyone could catch mob guys. She's yeah. like, no, me specifically. Yeah. There is a quote
0: I also love the implication that she had that answer ready to go. Like she's like, yeah. well I've done it like seven Tons. times. Says, this yeah. always works.
1: <laughs> um there is a fun quote from Sophie later on down the track that's not not really spoiler at so I'm gonna share it here. And they go, What's the best thing about stolen diamonds? And she goes, "Oh, I know this one. It's the way they listen on a billionaire's yacht." <laughs> and they're like, "No, it's the fact that they can't be insured because they're illegal. like like there. Yeah. Like they're not. You yeah. can't you can't insure that shit because it's like Stolen. it's illegal. like like yeah. you can't insure it without admitting you
0: have it and then being like, "Where did you get it?" I don't know. Mm.
1: I found it
0: out the back in the
1: storeroom on the floor near the desk. <laughs> exactly. Um and this, like, this comes up a couple of times and we actually, we will see Sophie using her method of catching mob guys later on in this season.
0: I love that. So it's like foreshadowing. It's like foreshadowing. Oh, like beautiful. But like. Chef's kiss. Sli- I love, slightly I love different.
1: some good foreshadowing. It's a slightly different situation because they're not Italian mob guys, but like <laughs> she uses the same trick and it's, it's brilliant. Parker tasing people comes back in this episode. Oh my God. Yeah. She was fucking ruthless with that. Yeah.
0: Just, like, no fucking thought. Just, like, all right, yep. we got all we needed of T- extrication. Yep. She, she really loves tasing people. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I guess I love that for her. Like, it's yes, like, queen, have a hobby. You know how in Brooklyn Nine-Nine they're, like, um, Amy, like he asks Amy, like, do you have a hairdryer on your person? And she's, like, no. Mm. Like, have you ever met a human woman? And then he calls Gina and Gina's, yeah. like, of course I do. I'm not an animal. Not, like, yeah. Exact same situation, but it's Parker with tasers. If somebody... Yeah. Parker will be just like, just take your taser. And they'll be like, well, we don't have a taser. She's like... Are you an insane person? Why don't you have a taser? Yeah. Exactly. And I also want to talk about the team conning him to come back. And the way they're just like... And he's like, well, you'd want to run the turnabout. And they're like, but but it takes five people. Mm. And
0: there's... It you- literally reminds me of exactly what they did last season, where I can't remember... I think it, Nate did it to all of them. Where remember yeah. he like put the plans out, and then they like all jumped on it immediately. Oh in, yeah. yeah, in the
1: in the season finale where they're in the massive in big
0: Carson's house, house yeah.
1: And he's like, well, because they're all like fighting in the background, mm-hmm. and then like one by one they come over because they just like because he's given them a problem to solve. Like, yeah, the problem. They literally, they literally like,
0: did the exact same thing in yeah.
1: reverse. They were like, well,
0: we're all here. Oh no, what? like. How do we solve this problem? And then he was like, uh, you do it this way, because he can't resist, because none of them can resist, because that's the point. They're all just living for the thrill of the crime, but also for the helping people. Yes. Which they
1: make the statement, uh, you broke us.
0: Yeah, I love that it. it's like that's the thing about being the good guys, it gets under your skin, and like I was like, I appreciate that you guys are all pissed that he taught you morals. But like, this is the thing, he didn't even really teach them morals. No. He was just like just changed your target like
1: you're still doing crime just against bad people I guess so okay yeah no that's I think that's all I want to cover for today I think I've hit all the relevant points the issue is um it's not like supernatural levels of like this will be relevant later Mm. but it's also sort of like this episode does have a lot of stuff that does form like the thesis for the rest of the season yeah just like just like the pilot did and just like how like in the pilot there's that entire you know, all that entire first season could be, con- like, concisely wrapped up in just how badly do you want to screw over the company that let your son die? Yeah, yeah. It's similar this season of, like, there is not, like, anything that's like, oh, this is specific foreshadowing. It's just like, oh, this is, like... The overarching... Like, it's almost... It's...
0: It's funny with Leverage. What what I found through the first season is there's almost not an overarching plot. There's overarching themes. Overarching theme. Yeah. And like the overarching theme of season 1 was like Nate's revenge. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know like I I'm not 100% sure just from this first episode what I think the overarching theme for a season 2 will be. Yeah. I mean to be fair, it's a new season they could change it up on me. They could put in yeah. they could put in an overarching plot. They could do whatever they want. But I'm not 100% sure just from because leverage episodes are so self-contained. Like I think that there are things about that that work really well for them. Yeah. I think there are ways in which that hinders them. Mm-hmm. Because And again, this comes down to personal preference. I like that it'd be an overarching plot. I like that being something that really ties episodes together. And like, you can sort of follow along through a season. I personally really like that. I get it's not for everybody. Um, And I do appreciate that like, because all of their plots are wrapped up in one episode, you can just jump in anywhere and watch an episode. And know that it'll be sort of like resolved by the end. But I do think that it does hinder them in some sense. Because it means that it is kind of harder for them to have those longer reaching Mm. like character arcs and things because it, it kind of limits how much they can call back on in a sense because they're, because the plot is self-contained. So if you're spending too much time referencing past stuff, suddenly it's not a self-contained plot anymore. Suddenly you've broken that, I guess that sort of pacing. Yeah. Like, so you can bring in new information, yeah. but it's really kind of hard to draw on previous stuff too much outside of like a, a joke or like a callback. Yeah. Like old Nate is one thing because you can watch an episode you can watch this episode and have Parker do the whole like old Nate thing. And if you don't really get it because you haven't watched the old Nate
1: stuff, you don't really lose anything. No. It's still funny because it's a it's a painting. It looks like Nate, but old. You get, and you he get, hates it. You get like, from context yeah.
0: the joke. You don't have to actually know. No. But with a lot of the like overarching character stuff, like it is hard. And even honestly, even with Nate's drinking in season one, like it's prevalent through all the episodes. It's there. But it's like for how often we see him drinking and drunk, the amount of time they actually spend addressing it is really limited. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because you can't have conversations that really carry over between yeah. episodes in the same way every conversation they have needs to be conceived, had, and resolved in that 45 minutes because you can't really have it carry over yeah. to the next episode. And so while I think that it works really well for the type of genre show it is and them having, like, really yeah. individual plots for each episode, I do think it hinders some of the character stuff and some yeah. of the, like... And I think that's why I'm struggling yeah. to, like, engage really in the meat of these characters. Yeah. You know? Because I'm, like, I want to be, like, oh, yeah, like, this episode, like, blah, 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 blah. But it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Because they can't really draw back on it. So you can't really draw back on it. It's, like, you can, but yeah, I, I'm just going to say so- the same thing over and over again. It's a, so- mo-
1: it's a more subtle way of doing it than a show that has, like, a really... An overarching, overarching plot that plot moves cut.
0: through, se- through yeah. the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah, I'm not 100% sure
1: on what the theme of this season's going to be. Be... Just take a guess. Take a stab in the dark. What do you th- what do you think the theme was this season? Well, cuz the first season I would argue is about I trust think... and revenge. Are the two overarching themes. See, it's about the crew learning to trust each other and like revenge and vengeance and
0: I honestly, I'm trying to think
1: about it from healing no more. and moving past trauma.
0: I am thinking about it from a more character-based perspective, just because yeah. that's how I consume media. Um, I would suggest... I mean, the whole show has the overarching tone of fuck the rich, which yes. I love.
1: That's uh, just the thesis that's, theme for the that's, entire That's the show. series. Yep. That's
0: the series theme. I would... What I would like to see, I think, just just based on this pilot episode... Obviously, I said before, like, I'm interested to see, like, how people knew Nate, Nate's dad and then sort of him by extension. Yeah. Like, that's fascinating and I'm hoping that they're going to expand mm-hmm. on that a bit more. I'm interested to see how Sophie develops this season specifically. Yeah. And the reason for that is because so much of her last season was just her having a thing for Nate. And I think that if they are going to move away from that and, like, have sort of break up that ideal of that relationship... I think it's going to allow both characters to develop in a much more satisfying way, hmm. and like what I'm kind of assuming is that it's going to be a little bit of a like when they wrote the show and pitched the show, they thought that Nate and Sophie would be the like Ross and Rachel kind of couple. Yeah. But then as they actually wrote it, they were like, "Oh no, Parker and Hardison are the like
1: couple." With, no, it's, like it's like do you it's know the, what I mean? no, it's the exact same as Friends because when Friends was originally pitched, it was French, they were Monica like Monica and Joey. No, no. It was meant to be Ross and Rachel. They were meant to be, like, the couple of the show. It was supposed to
0: be Monica and Joey.
1: (laughs) I'm not... But what ended up happening was they... Like, the couple that they wanted you to focus on... Yeah. ...was Ross and Rachel. Like, they were like, we want you to focus on Ross and Rachel. They're going to be the ones that everyone's... Like, will they, won't they sort of thing... But then, in the background, you ended up having Monica and Chandler just sort of yeah. accidentally developing into something that was just like yeah, and outstanding. Yeah, exactly. Almost the same thing with Nate and Sophie and Parker and Hardison. It's sort of like yeah. except that I've I, actually do you know what that does work because I don't like
0: Ross and Rachel, no. <laughs> and I don't like Nick, I don't like Nate and and Sophie. Sort of
1: these two characters that were designed to be together and then sort of realizing they don't work together. Mm.
0: No, I, yeah, I'm, so I really hope that we get more of Sophie sort of becoming her own character independently of her shit with Nate. Yeah. Because so much of what we know about Sophie is just her history with Nate, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't care. Like, I want more about what she's up to, just as her own person, you know? So I hope we get more of that. I guess in that same line, for all of the characters, I really hope we kind of get to see them all develop as people, in this cuz like the first season is like the more kind of it's kind of the novelty of the yeah. like of them working together mm. i kind of hope this season we get more of them actually developing as, like, individuals within yeah. the group. Like, the first yeah. season about them becoming a group, yeah. now I kind of want to see how them being part of the group helps them individually
1: too. Yeah, work. like, how having that support of the group helps them develop as yeah. people individually. And
0: also, I just want them to give me some more fucking information about these characters, because I still don't... I've watched a whole season. I know nothing more than I knew in the pilot, almost. Like, so I... Yeah, I, I want more from the characters in terms of, like, who they actually are and how they came to be that way and where they're going. Like, I
1: just want some fucking information. (laughs) Okay, so based on that, there are some episodes that I'm very excited for you to see this season. Cool beans. Okay, anyway, I think I'm all done for the day. you all done for the day? I am all done. Okay, what would you rate the Beantown bailout job out of five?
0: I am going to give it a three. Mm -hmm, Yeah. I feel like as a season opener it was kind of eh like it was fine it was just like any other episode um, I would have given it less except that I laughed so much during this episode like yeah. it, it made me so happy not necessarily because the of it being good no but the amount of this, serotonin this episode is like it's a cheesy cheesy mess. Yes, like the amount of serotonin that this hour of television mm. gave me is worth it getting an extra like half. That's a why break. it's peak comfort show. So It's I, like free serotonin. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a three. I reckon it would have gotten like a two and a half it, like like a real midway point. Yeah. Um except that it just gave me so much serotonin because it was so silly. Mm. Um that I'm gonna bump it to a three.
1: Also I never actually explained do you know why it's called the Beantown bailout job? No, I'm still confused about that. Okay, so basically, well, bailout is obvious because yeah, the banks can bail out. Bean Town is a nickname for Boston, which is where they are. Oh, that's that's all it is. Yeah, that's really different. Do you know yeah. what's funny? Is when I started the episode, I was like, oh, maybe it's like
0: a cafe because were talking about fake businesses, yeah. and I was like, Bean Town—that could be about like coffee no, beans. So I was really thinking about food. I really got hung up on so the word bean.
1: The fact that it's <laughs> called like the nickname for Boston is Bean Town because like they're like. Their, their iconic dish is baked beans. Oh, oh, so I was on the right fucking track. Yeah, just wrong, just completely wrong. Yeah, little too literal. Correct concept, wrong execution. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway, while we're talking about names, the next episode is called the Tap Out Job. Ooh. What do you think it's going to be about? Wrestling. Wrestling. Off the top of my head. Okay. Because you tap
0: out. Yeah. You know. Okay. Like. If someone's, like, down and they, like, tap the floor, yeah. that's... Like, if someone says, oh, tap out, that's, like, the first thing that comes to okay. mind. Okay.
1: Anything else that you're thinking about the name? Well, if it's... If it's... I'm, I'm straight up just going to say it's wrestling. If okay. it's
0: wrestling, mm-hmm. then I assume it's going to be an Elliot-focused episode because yeah. of the five of them who's going
1: to be in a wrestling ring, it would be Elliot. Yeah. Which I'm kind of keen for because
0: I really like Elliot as a character. He's, he's fun.
1: Also, we haven't had an Elliot-focused episode since, like... The two horse jobs. Yeah, it's been a while. Which, yeah. Because that was like the first half of the season. Was. Yeah.
0: So I'm like, I'd be pretty pumped to get some more Elliot stuff. I think that's really fun. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be to do with like, um the, the only, I've just watched Bridgerton again with yeah. My Romance. So I'm thinking about how there's like the, like the setup bet, essentially. Mm. I'm like wondering if maybe it's going to be like some kind of like gambling ring where they're just like setting up the fights mm. kind of thing. So maybe Elliot goes in to like make sure that the fight, like, is flipped the other way yeah. or something. Like, I don't know. That would be, like, my my guess. Otherwise, otherwise, tap. Yeah. Like, tap out. So it could be maybe to do with, like, water sanitation.
1: Oh, so you think they're going to pose as plumbers?
0: Well, I don't know. Fucking maybe. But, like, it, like my initial, like, my immediate reaction, as soon as you said tap out, I was, like, wrestling. Okay. Like, immediately. Yeah. I didn't have to think about it. It just mm-hmm. came to my mind. But, like, if I was to think about an alternate, tap, water yeah. tap like we know like having access to like sanitary water is like yeah. a big humanitarian problem in a lot of places across the globe but like particularly like in Flint I know like in the yeah. US that's like a huge fucking thing. Mm. So like maybe they're gonna make some sort of commentary on that situation mm. or a similar situation. You know
1: because that would fit so it with the be general, fair, I do theme think this is two thousand nine, whereas Flint didn't really rise to prominence. Like it was always an issue, but like it True. wasn't really a massive
0: but, they're, don't
1: think about but it's also so.
0: not a like it's also not like a singular instance no. like there similar mm. issues have always existed so they could potentially be doing some kind of similar story where there's like an issue with like contaminated waterways it could be mm. like a pollution like maybe there's some big company polluting yeah. a local waterway or something that seems on brand um but that would just be like if i was to come up with an alternative i really yeah. don't think they'd go that way you, because your money's on wrestling. my my money is on some kind of like organized fighting ring yeah. i think like whether or not it's like maybe not wrestling specific maybe it's like a like an underground like fighting Mm. ring that would make sense if it's going to be like rigged for betting like that would be my my guess i think yeah okay (laughs) can you imagine if i was on the money (laughs) sorry
1: (laughs) that just about does it for this episode Thank you so much for listening. If you want to interact with us at all, you can find us on all of the social medias, Tumblrs, Twitters, TikToks, Discord, Discord, etc. We'll put our link tree in the description below so you can find us there. <laughs> Suggested conversation topics include... Least favourite mate headwear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I like had an
0: absolute blank on what we actually talked about. Wait, no, worse special effects.
1: Worst special effects. <laughs> uh justice for leverage
0: <laughs> um i don't know sophie finally learning that she can do better than nate yeah i love that for her
1: a list of characters that it would be better for
0: sophie to date than nate exactly Nate's sobriety i like mm. that's you know quite an important topic where's maggie yep. i almost thought that maggie was going to show up actually at one mm. point like i thought that for some reason, when Parker said, "Oh, we're we gonna like t- we're not gonna tell him or whatever," we didn't get to yeah. tell him. I thought he was gonna go upstairs and Maggie was gonna be there. And no, I we're was, not gonna tell him. Was referring to the fact that Sophie has a boyfriend. Well, yes, I know that now, but I was disappointed that it, he didn't walk in and Maggie was just like,
1: "Hi, Nate," and he was like, "What are you doing here?" I don't oh, know what would us. happen there, but. Tell us the reasons that the pedestrians had for not helping the car crash. Oh, yeah. Like, what were they thinking in their head? Were they, like, like Um, to an appointment? And
0: what could Zoe have given Nate that wasn't wasn't her her. very sentimental, one-of-a-kind necklace? Like...
1: (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, anything you want to tell us, like, we'll be happy with. (laughs) We just want friends.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. All right. Anyway. Bye. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't know if
1: that new outro is better or worse.
0: Uh, Yeah, look, we'll hone it. We'll hone it.